0: All right, before we get to what we're talking about tonight, I wanted to show you a video. So, take a look at this. And now to honor America and salute the men and women serving our country with our national anthem, please welcome, as voted by you the fans, our winner of the Toyota Get the Feeling of a Star promotion, Natalie Gilbert. So, did anybody else feel really uncomfortable during that? Yes, it's super embarrassing. It's just like, oh, I feel so bad for that person. Are any of you in theater or, like, anything where you have to, like, perform? Okay, so when you go up on stage the night of a performance, what is your number one fear? Right, or, like, forgetting your lines, too? Like, that's just, like, if you were to get up there... And like the spotlight shines on you and you forgot your lines and you're just standing there. People are waiting for you to say something. It's just like deer in the headlights. You could make something up, but it probably wouldn't be right. And it's just like this uncomfortable feeling. Like anytime I get in front of a group of you guys or like adults or college students to speak, I spend probably too much time worrying about forgetting what I was thinking about. Hey, just because it would be really embarrassing, it's really uncomfortable. So I bring this up because here's something that a lot of Christians experience. Uh, Say you're hanging out with someone who doesn't know who Jesus is, maybe they don't believe in God, and... You're with them and you feel like that you are supposed to share with them who Jesus is. Or share with them what you believe, but you don't know what to say. Like you don't know what the right words are. You don't want to say something that's going to offend them or or make them upset or make them feel like they don't want to be friends with you anymore. And you spend all this time like in your head worrying about what do I say? Am I supposed to say anything? And then the opportunity passes. And you're left with this feeling of, like, was I supposed to say something? Like, did I just forget my lines? What, what was I supposed to say if I was supposed to say something? And I think there are times that we feel this way because we know deep down that the things that we know about God, the relationship that we have with Jesus, it's not something that we're supposed to keep to ourselves. God has sent us out to tell other people about these things that we know, but... What do we do? Like, what do we say to do that? And that's what we're going to be talking about. Uh, we're actually not in deep end anymore. That's my bad, Kevin. We're in a series called Sent. Uh, and this series is about what we've been sent out to do, what we've been sent out to say. Uh, so that's what we're going Those are the questions that we're going to try to answer. So let's take a look at something that Jesus said in John chapter 13. Verse 34 and 35, Jesus said this, A new commandment I give you, that you love one another. Just as I have loved you, you also are to love one another. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples, if you have love for one another. So this is really interesting. A lot of times we get hung up in the words that we're supposed to say. Like, what do we say to someone who doesn't know who Jesus is? But Jesus is not talking about what we're supposed to say but he's talking about what we're supposed to do. We're supposed to love. And not just any kind of love. We're supposed to love people like Jesus loved us. And that's a lot of love. Because Jesus came to earth and he died for us. That's the most loving thing that you could ever do to anyone. You're sacrificing everything that you have. So that's the kind of love that we're supposed to show other people. That we're supposed to show each other. But that this love looks like. It's like caring for other people's needs before we care for our own. It's putting other people... First, making them more important than we are. Now, there's a detail in here that we can't miss. Jesus is talking to his disciples. Disciples are the people who followed Jesus. They're like the very first Christians. And he's telling the very first Christians that they should be loving each other like Jesus loved us. And this is important because when someone doesn't know who Jesus is, when someone is starting to have questions about who God might be, they can't see Jesus or God. But they can see Christians. So when they're wondering about these questions, they typically look at the people who they know are Christians to see what this thing is all about. And if they were to look at us, and we give off the wrong impression, it could be bad. Like, imagine if someone came to Velocity, and they saw us gossiping about each other, and we were making fun of each other, and we were saying terrible things about each other behind each other's backs. And then we had this long talk about loving each other, what would they think about us? Yes, hypocrite! Like, we're being kind of fake, right? Or, what if they came here and we acted one way the entire night here, but at school we were just completely different people? They would would think the same thing. We were being kind of fake. So, if we're talking about love and we're not really loving anybody well, are they going to listen to anything that we have to say? Probably not. It's kind of like this. Someone tell me, like, your favorite restaurant that you like to go to. Yeah. Who hut Nice. Good choice. So, uh, they make the food right in front of you, right? Okay, perfect. So, imagine there's a Hoo-Hut where they don't make the food right in front of you. And you go to Hoo-Hut, and you sit down at your table, and the waiter comes, and they take your order. Do they have waiters there? Okay, cool. You gave a tricky example, but we're gonna roll with it. Okay, so you're sitting at the table, and you order your food, but then you have to go to the bathroom. So you go looking for the bathroom, and you accidentally walk into the kitchen, and you're horrified by what you see in the kitchen, because the kitchen is filthy. It hasn't been cleaned in months. The fridge is wide open. There's all this food that hasn't been replaced that's rotting in there. There's raw meat in cardboard boxes just sitting out in like the lukewarm temperature. And there is this chef preparing your food. You recognize the food that you ordered, and he sneezes directly into it. And it's not like it's dusty in here, sneeze. It's like I have a really bad cold sneeze. And he, and he wipes his nose, and he's like touching your food without washing his hands. And you get out of there because you're not supposed to be in the kitchen. Now you sit down at your table, and the waitress comes and, and brings your food. And it looks great, honestly, like it's on a really clean plate. And the food, it doesn't look spoiled or anything. They set it in front of you. Are you going to eat it? Probably not. You're really gross if you do. So, when people see the way that Christians treat other Christians, it's kind of like they're taking a look into our kitchen. And if they see that we're just being terrible to each other and nasty to each other, if we try to serve them this message of Jesus who loves them, are they going to eat what we serve them? Probably not if they take a look in the kitchen and see that it's really disgusting in there. It doesn't mean the things that we're telling them aren't true, but it's going to be hard for them to swallow what we're serving them if we're like sneezing directly into their food. It's, it's nasty. So we worry about the things that we're supposed to say, but before we can even do that, we need to be aware of how we're treating each other, like how Christians are treating other Christians, and how we're treating other people too, because people pay attention to that. If we want to share this with other people, they're going to first look at how we're actually living our lives. But the really cool thing about loving other people like Jesus loved us is they see something different about that. Like, look at that very last verse again, verse 35. By this, all people will know that you are my disciples if you have love for one another. So, when we show love, like the love of Jesus, to people who don't know Jesus, they will see who we follow. That's what a disciple is. A disciple is someone who follows someone. So if you call yourself a Christian or a follower of Christ, you are a disciple of Christ. And when we love other people, like Jesus loved us, they see that we are followers of Christ. What this means is we're supposed to be known by love. But the thing is, as Christians, a lot of people, they don't think of Christians that way. A lot of people know Christians as hateful, judgmental, rude, closed-minded, hypocritical people. But Jesus is saying we shouldn't be known for those things. We should be known by the way that we love other people. By the way that we love them like he loved us. And the cool thing is, is when we love other people like Jesus loved us, they recognize something in that. They see something different, and it gets them asking some really cool questions. It's like this. Uh, Who here has heard music before? Really? Oh, good. Okay, good. So, we hear music everywhere, all the time, like all these different songs. But sometimes, like have you guys ever heard a song that just makes you stop and you go, whoa, who is this? Have you guys experienced that before? Okay. So, everyone has experienced love. Everyone knows what love is. Maybe it's like a little itty of love. Maybe it's a lot of love from their parents. But, there is something about Jesus' love that makes people deep down stop and say, Whoa, who is this? Like, Jesus' love makes people start asking these questions of like, Where is this coming from? But, something that's even cooler than that is there is a part deep down that knows who it is. Like... Uh, have you ever heard like the first few seconds of a brand new song of, of a musical artist that you've never or that you're really into and within the first few seconds even though you've never heard the song before you know who the artist is like you recognize their style or the sound of their voice it's like oh I know who this is That's what Jesus' love does too. Like when we love other people the way that Jesus loved us, something deep down, even if they don't know who Jesus is, something deep down inside them goes, wait a minute, I know who this is. Who is this? When we love other people like Jesus loved us, they know who we're following. Deep down they know. And this gets them asking some pretty cool questions. But a lot of times we get caught up in like, what do we say? What is the perfect way to explain who Jesus is? What is the perfect way to explain what I believe? But Jesus is saying, start by loving people. That shows them who I am. And I guarantee you, there will be times where people flat out ask you questions like, who is Jesus? Or what do you believe? And it's important to know how to answer those questions. And we're going to talk about how to do that in two weeks. So if you've ever wondered, how do I do this? Come in two weeks and come next week too. Tony's going to talk about some cool things too. But before people, like before most people are ready to ask those questions, before they're ready to hear about who Jesus is, they need to experience who Jesus is first. And they experience that by being loved by him. And Jesus loves them through you, the way that you love your friends. So we're going to unpack this in our core groups. And I want to pray for us first. So let's pray. Father, thank you again for this group tonight. This is really cool that we just get to spend time together. Um, Again, I pray that we would all have just a fantastic spring break. Um, That it would be really fun. If we're going on trips or anything, keep us safe. I pray for this time together that we get to spend together. That it would be really awesome that we would learn things about ourselves and you. And you would speak to us. So Father, we love you. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.